like me that you've ever said something that you know you shouldn't. Maybe you've spoken too quickly before thinking about what you're saying. Uh, maybe you said something in order to get a laugh, but really it wasn't a very nice thing to say. Or maybe you've said something flippant about somebody on the TV, but yet they're a person that you don't even know. We've all done it, and somehow that makes it feel like it's okay. But over and over again, the Bible warns us of the importance of the words that we use. And so we hear it in James. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I think this actually turns society, as it is now, completely on its head. We live in a world where everybody can share their opinion with everyone at the touch of a button. But for me, uh, this really came to light during the elections recently. I don't know if, uh, if like you, but my newsfeed, it was clogged up of blasé comments ridiculing the opposition or mocking a politician. It's great to be involved in politics um, and to care about how the government is run. But we need to be different about how we speak about others. The election is a really easy example, um, but every day, not just on social media, but in our conversations, we speak too soon. Being quick to listen and slow to speak also goes against a world where it's all about me. This is definitely something that I struggle with personally. Um, I'm definitely an external processor, and if you've chatted to me, you know that I really like talking. <laughs> it's easy for a conversation uh, about to become about what I am inputting to it, rather than listening to the person I'm with and valuing what they have to say. But what better witnesses can we be if we spend more time hearing the people that we're with than striving to make them hear us? I think this uh, challenge from James is not one that we, as a church, take seriously enough. And he definitely takes it seriously. In uh, verse 26, it says, Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. That's how seriously he takes the words that we use. Uh, the words we use matter for two reasons. Firstly, uh, they show a person's heart. Uh, Jesus talks about this. He says this, The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in them. But I tell you, everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. If our comments are always cynical or our jokes often put other people down, then maybe we need to look at where that's coming from and address it. Our words also matter because they are powerful. Our words have the ability to, to build somebody up, but also the same ability to tear somebody down. In Proverbs it says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Imagine if we as G2 were a group of people who stood out because of the way that we speak, that we would be different in the world to our words, that we would think about what we said before saying it, that we'd care more about listening than speaking, more about learning than airing our own voices. 
in a culture where we can all have a voice, where we can flippantly shower our opinions or speak harshly about somebody that we haven't actually met. Let's strive to stand out. Let's strive to be quick to listen and slow to speak. James goes on to challenges, uh, not just on how we listen to others, but how we listen to God and his word. He says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I love how blunt he is here. It's simple. Are you listening but not doing anything about it? Stop it. <laughs> do what it says. <laughs> Most of us come here to G2 week after week, and a lot of us are involved in cells week after week. Do we let what we're hearing change us, not just change our thoughts, but actually change the way that we act? I find it really easy, personally, to go home after G2 um, and not spend any time reflecting uh, on what was said. Then by the time Monday comes, I've completely forgotten what it was all about. Let's be more intentional about letting our teaching change us. Who did Jesus say his followers were? Uh, those who were closest to him? Those who know him the best? No. Let's have a look at what he says. He says, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. In the parable of the sower, the seed thrown on the path represents somebody who hears the message but doesn't take time to understand it. The second one, which falls on rocky ground, stands for somebody who hears the word, receives it with joy, but because they're not rooted in it, when trouble comes, they fall away. Then we have the seed which falls, uh, falls among thorns, a person who hears the message, but the worries of this life stop them from being fruitful. Finally, we have the seed which landed on good soil, somebody who hears the word, understands it, and therefore produces a crop. Their hearing of the word turns into fruitfulness for the kingdom. We also have the parable of the houses built on the, on the rock and the sand. The wise man represents somebody who hears God's word and puts it into practice. That's exactly what Jesus is telling us to do. It's interspersed all throughout his teaching that we must act on what we hear. Let's not be a church that just sits and listens and doesn't let it change us. James goes on to compare those who listen and don't do anything to somebody who looks his face in a mirror after looking at himself he goes away and completely forgets what he looks like. Who does that? Nobody. It's ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. That's what I think when I hear that story. And similarly, our faith looks ridiculous if we're not actually acting on what we believe. If we just hear, if we just believe, if we don't do anything and don't respond to what we hear, here at G2, or what we're studying ourselves, our faith looks ridiculous. So how can we make sure that our faith is being constantly put into action? Uh, James says it comes out of being deeply rooted in the word of God. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Looks intently are the words he uses. We need to be spending serious time with God's word and letting it change us. And I'm afraid you cannot get away from that. Not just browsing through it from time to time. That's not what he says. No, we need to be spending time reflecting on scripture and letting it move us into action. What does this practically look like? Well, it's different for each of us. I can't stand here on the stage today and tell you exactly how you're going to read the Bible and what works for you, because it's different for everybody, and that's fine. Different things suit all people. 
Uh, some people find a structured way of reading the Bible really helpful. If you're quite a structured person and find that helpful, maybe daily Bible reading notes, a Bible in a year, reading plans, something like that might work for you. There's now such great resources where you get them into your inbox uh, on your emails every day and it has different ways to respond to the Bible passage. There's all sorts out there, just need to look for it. Personally, uh, again, if you know me, I'm not a very structured person at all, um, <laughs> quite the opposite, and I get bored really quickly by routine. Um, and so my way of reading the Bible is by mixing it up. So pretty much every week, or sometimes every day, looks a little bit different. Um, some of the things I do, I really like uh, reading through a uh, Bible book uh, really slowly. So I'll focus on a small bit at a time, and I might spend quite a few days just on that section, and um, just reflecting on it and letting God speak to me through it. Um, I find getting a really good Bible commentary can be really great if I want to go a bit deeper into a specific passage. Uh, sometimes I like to focus on a theme, so not read a book, but a theme that goes all the way through the Bible and, and read those passages about that theme. Uh, the one I've done recently is the Jesus storyline, so literally going through from the Old Testament right through to the New about where Jesus is kind of, where it points towards Jesus. And it was amazing, it was enlightening, it really was. However you do it, whether you're a morning or evening person, whether you like to read it on your phone as you go about your day, it doesn't matter. The key thing is for, us, for it to become a daily rhythm in our lives, just as natural as getting dressed, eating your lunch, going to work, doing hair, whatever. Um, it needs to be just as natural as that, reading the Bible in your day-to-day -day life. It's getting it to become a natural part of how we live, because when we do this, then we are changed. It's literally letting God speak into our lives every day. I think that's an amazing opportunity. If spending time reading and responding to God's word is something that you struggle with, you'll know right now as I'm saying this, that's me. Um, I want to encourage you to put extra energy into this part of our faith. Because if we're deeply rooted in his word and listening to him through it, it enables him to change us and work through us. Through letting it influence the way we live, our lives will then influence those around us. The best way, I think, that we can share our faith is by letting God transform our lives. The way that we live will point others to Jesus because it's attractive. These words from James will challenge us in different ways. Maybe some of you know that you don't spend much time listening to God through his word and spending more time focusing on that is what you need to do. For others, is there something that God's been saying to you lately but you haven't acted on it? Uh, a few years ago, um, I went for a period about nine months quite a long time where I knew that God was saying something to me specifically and I was too afraid to act on it. Uh, I was in my first year of my degree here in York, um, but I felt God strongly calling me to move home because young people there were not being told about Jesus. Everything pointed towards it, every sermon I heard, uh, my Bible reading, my prayer time, everything pointed towards it, but I was scared to do it. Uh, and frankly, I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to go home at all. Even though the Bible says to trust in the Lord again and again. Eventually I gave in, I moved home, and I had no idea what I was going to do uh, or what would happen. I can tell you now, from the bottom of my heart, this is true. It is the best decision that I've made in my life so far. I don't mean that everything was easy. I don't mean there wasn't tough times. There definitely was. But when we trust in God and follow his word, we give him the space to show his faithfulness to us. And my word is he faithful. If you trust in him, he will show his faithfulness to you incredibly. 
Uh, I just want to clarify, I'm not telling anybody to quit uni, that's not what the moral of the story is. <laughs> just, just to clarify. Um, maybe there's something that God has been saying to you. It might not be quite as drastic as that. Maybe there's something from one of the talks at GT. Last week, we literally looked at ourselves in mirrors, we took selfies, and we stared at ourselves for quite a long time and reflected on our lives. Have you gone away and not done anything about what you feel God was saying to you during that time? It definitely challenged me in writing this uh, to actually look back and reflect on what God was saying to me. Have you looked in a mirror and then gone away and not done anything about it, like the guy in the passage? However you feel uh, that you need to respond today, the main thing is do something. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says.